0: Welcome to Boundless Love Podcast. Here it's all about next-level approach to love, leadership, and intimacy. I am your host, Sophia Sundari. Hello, beautiful family. Uh, I'm showing up now in a bit of a different state and with a different type of transmission than usually because I am right now in a really, really vulnerable moment. And I really wanted to not postpone this and really be here in this state and really connect with you from this place. Although it's very vulnerable for me, but I feel this in my heart. I feel that that's how I want to. I want you to know me like that also. And many of you do, especially those of you who have been to my in-person events and uh, worked with me closer. But I, yeah, I feel, I felt this, that there is something really valuable that I'm going through right now. And the way I'm leading myself through it, it's really, I'm really leaning into it instead of trying to push it away. And I know that this way of leadership is honoring the humanity. It's just so important. It's so important to show up in that. So that's why I chose to be here with you now as I'm in the midst of that thing that I'm going through, not after I've processed it, because right now I'm like right in the midst of the process. Ah, so welcome. And um, what's been happening is that I've been in the process of a launch I'm still in the process of the launch of my new big program, The Awakened Heart. And typically, when I am launching something, I really love to speak into the beauty that we get to create, into the expansion that we get to experience, because this is what we are looking for. Yeah, like There's always a next level to our expansion. There's always a next level to our hearts. There's always a next level to our depth, to our evolution, to our ascension. And This time, I see that I would have liked to talk about, my mind would have liked to talk to that, but it's not true for me right now to talk about this because there is something that I'm experiencing so acutely and so deeply in this moment. And so I will speak about that. And um, what's happening? So I wrote this story also in my previous post in short, but what happened was that a few nights ago, when I was really in that zone of a very, very deep sleep, my beloved touched me. And his intention was pure love, but I didn't receive it like that. I received it first with a really strong rejection, even though I was like half asleep, but there was like a, like my body just pushed him away. But then I went into a really intense process from that. So I went into a shock, into a very first, freeze that that's what many of us how we react to a shock to a trauma resurfacing i went into a freeze first i was just there like going like oh i think it's okay i just hope to go back to sleep but then i realized no that that's not gonna happen and he also asked me like how are you what's going on and then i just started breathing and I realized that it took an effort to breathe and to stay focused on the breath. And then I went into a very, like, actually an aggressive reaction and I screamed. And then I just went into, like, broke down in tears. And I was crying and crying for hours. And I really felt this, this sense of, like, that that what happened in that shock. And that's what happens to to everyone who has been through really intense trauma when the shock kicks then we leave the body it's like the consciousness leaves the body because it's too much to hold and so that's that what happened in that moment it's like my consciousness i dissociated my consciousness went out of the body and that's why first I was like okay maybe nothing happened but then as i started to bring myself back in i i just there was a lot of pain and a lot of grief and just incredible agony and sadness and uh, he was holding me in so much love and i'm so grateful for for this incredible depth that we can show up for each other in and how he was and still is showing up for me with just so much kindness and so much generosity and he was massaging my feet and holding my feet and touching my legs because like the lower body yeah it's it's really good to to bring to bring activity to bring energy to the lower body And I just cried and cried and cried. Next morning, I had an appointment in the morning and I woke up with completely puffy eyes. And yeah, since then, I've been gradually returning to myself. And there were some really scary moments, like in the middle of the night when I was breathing and crying. I was like touching myself. I was like, come back, come back you're safe, you're good. And I was touching myself and I felt like I could not understand what I was touching. And that was such a weird experience. I've never experienced it like that. And yet the, the fact that I could experience it like that, it also tells me that I can hold more. And like, I can hold more of the pain. And I could feel like I'm touching and I'm like, oh my gosh, this doesn't feel like my body. It just feels like some, some flash it just feels like, like I was touching my, my fingers and I was like, wow, they feel completely numb. And then I, was, I really wanted to return to gratitude because I always do that in my life. I always want to bring myself to, to a feeling that feels better than a, a bad feeling in the moment. And so I was like, okay, I want to bring myself back to gratitude. I want to bring myself back to myself. I want to focus on what is there to be grateful for. And, and there was nothing. I, I just... My mind was scanning for something to be grateful for. And in that moment, it's like I felt nothing. I felt numb. I was just crying. And then I found something. I found my breath. I found that I was inhaling and I was exhaling. And that's all I could focus on and all I could be grateful for. And I was so grateful for the inhale and for the exhale. And I really felt that that's just so important, that this sacred moment of always finding at least something to be grateful for. And this serves as an anchor. Whenever we are like completely hurt and shattered, there's always breath, and we can focus on it, and it will bring us back. And so what has been unfolding, and already that night and also the days that have followed, what has been unfolding is is a memory, a memory in my body. And it's a really challenging situation, a really challenging field to navigate because my, my mind doesn't have a memory. I have a memory of a wound, a sexual wound that I really created for myself in my early 20s. And that memory came up, but I've processed that. I've done a lot of work on processing that and I feel free in that sense. I'm not holding on to resentment for what happened. And I remember that there was something else, that something else happened to me when I was very, very little. And this is when the worst traumas happen in this developmental phase between zero and five years old. And there is this memory in my body that something happened there, that the A form of sexual abuse happened there. And it's a really complicated place to navigate because my mind does not remember that. I even messaged my mom and I was like, can you tell me, did something happen? And she doesn't know. She says no. And I also don't remember. And my memory is amazing. I have a really exceptional memory, but I don't remember that but my body remembers it. And when I tune into my body, when I feel my body, when I ask my body, it knows something happened. And it's a really destabilizing place for the mind to go like, but I don't remember, but I want to remember. If I remember, then I will be able to see that comes to the surface and I'll be able to breathe through it, to process it, to release it. But if I don't remember, how do I go around it? And there is still this desire in me to remember, but I don't. And I know that actually in order to be free from it, I don't need to remember. All I need to do is to really trust my body. And, you know, I really wanted to speak to that because since I've been going through it and I've shared in some of my closest circles in my mastermind with women that I I work very closely, like my sisters, I shared with them and so many messaged me privately and said I feel I have something similar going on it is so common that we have some kind of sexual abuse memory in the body but the mind doesn't remember and I understand this exactly because I have worked with so many people who've been through sexual abuse and I know what and especially when I was working very directly with the body like really working with people's bodies I know it's how devastating this place is. And what happens is that when there is such an immense intensity, immense intense energy that's projected in our field, it's very difficult to stay present. It's very difficult to stay conscious. Even in situations of abuse what frequently happens is that the abuser doesn't even realize that they are abusing the person because this person is completely not responsive. Like, yeah, someone may be experiencing this violence and violent penetration of the body that does not feel right and yet may be completely dysfunctional in a sense of what to say, how to stop it, because it's like the, the, the consciousness just checks out dissociation happens yeah this is a coping mechanism to dissociate to just not be here to somehow cope with the immense intensity of this experience to somehow make it a little bit more bearable and yeah and that's what happens and I remember situations from my childhood when I was sick and I would be so sick like I would be hallucinating, and I know that in those moments I was not conscious. I was like hallucinating, I was not there. I remember like thinking, like, will I ever be able to walk again? I felt so weak. And then there may, be, may have been more cases like that that I don't remember. And it's true that we also may carry that in our DNA. We also may carry the memories of sexual abuse that happen in our lineages in our mother lineage, especially for women, yeah. And I also have that, yeah, and that's also something that I've been presenting in myself and remembering that for my mother, for my lineage, and processing those wounds. And, and I know that when I do that, it liberates not only me and the generations that are come after me, but also my mother is changing and that lineage, it gets impacted, I don't have any more grandmothers or anyone in uh, and, and previous generations alive, but I see the impact on my parents when I do this work. So um, I wanted to, to speak a little bit more about this, like what happens and how to lead ourselves through this situation, how I do that for myself, how I lead myself in this. Because a lot of people have this idea that like, you become dysfunctional when there is something so big that hits. That you become dysfunctional. How can you lead? How can you show up for others? How can you run a business? How can you run a program? And for me, what is true is that I know that I am launching this program, Awaken Heart, and my work is so big. It's My work is dedicated to support the evolution of humankind. And my work is dedicated in service to love. And I know that in order for me to really show up in that way, I have to lead myself first. And I know that there's no coincidence that this is happening in the moment when I'm so strong, actually. When I'm so strong, when My relationship is so strong, when my business is so strong that it can hold me in that, when my vision is so big, when everything is just unfolding and and I keep creating those new ways to transmit what is moving through me, to transmit that love that's moving through me. And I know that I am the instrument. I've offered myself as the instrument of love. I've dedicated my life to that. And then in those moments when I am so smashed and I feel completely cracked and I'm like crying because I cried at night and then I kept crying during the day and then I kept crying on the next day and today is the first day when I'm kind of not crying so much anymore and yet still feeling really teary and tender even in those moments I am still serving love. And In this way, in leaning into it, in surrendering into it, instead of pushing it away and going, like, well, I'm launching right now. I'm supposed to be all excited and and like share my excitement with my people and invite them in like that. But then it's not true for me. So, what am I going to do? Am I just going to say, okay, we just stop this program? It's not the right time. Just like refund all the people who already purchased. And no, I cannot do it. Cannot do it like that. What do I do? Do I say, oh, I just need to, you know, stop everything, you know, just just close my business and just focus on my healing? No, I cannot do that. So all I have to do is to walk my talk. (laughs) And I talk so much about surrender leadership. And surrender is the opposite of pushing. And surrender is the opposite of forcing something or trying to shape the situation into what my mind would have liked it to be or feel a certain way or pretend or like show up here and be all happy and excited when I'm not feeling that. And the happiness is there, the same because there are so many things to be grateful for. For how my partner is showing up for that. For how I took the whole day yesterday to be in the spa and nourish myself and be surrounded with in an incredible environment by loving, beautiful people. For how much support I have For my incredible mentors who are there for me right now, my mastermind sisters, my clients who understand me and hear me and, and hold me also as I am holding them, and for all the, my trauma therapies that I reached out and she made the schedule like space on her schedule to see me like even when she's completely booked and yeah, that's, I'm so grateful for that. So, so many incredible people that I'm so supported by and that I created that for myself. Yeah, that I was not like waiting until like I have some something very challenging to work through and then hiring someone but I am actually surrounded by that Infrastructure of support that is just available for me. And there's just so much, so much love I have for what I've created for myself and and also for my business that can hold me in that. Yeah, that I could tell my team that, hey beloveds, I have something going on right now. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but Like, I'll be available at this and here and, like, at these times and, and else I'm just taking it easy. And they totally understand me and they're sending me their blessings. And, yeah, I've created that structure for myself. And that's something that we get to do for ourselves, to really prioritize our hearts, no matter what, and know that we are humans and we are tender in our nature. And even when you see someone always shining on Instagram and always like you are imagining that all you see about them is their perfect relationship and their perfect house and the perfect life and lifestyle and the perfect beauty and nails and whatever else you are noticing about others, don't forget that everyone is a human. And what we show on social media is just something that we, we choose to remember, It's not everything. Remember people's humanness. And then you will remember your own and you will hold yourself with grace and and gentleness in those experiences. And that's what I find for myself, the most important thing right now, to be gentle with myself and not bash myself for saying, oh, you should have dealt with it already. You've been teaching conscious sexuality for more than a decade. I could be so mean to myself. I could say those things to myself. How could you not deal with it yet? You've helped so many people through their sexual trauma and you haven't dealt with your own. I could say those things to myself, but I don't. Because I love myself. And I love the little child inside of myself. And I love the parts of me that were trying to cope. And the parts of me that at times overrode my tenderness and could not understand what am I even feeling because I also have an open emotional center in human design and sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling. And I just know that I'm feeling something and it's and it's a lot and, and I don't know how to deal with it. And I still, I still love myself through that and I show up the best I can as a leader and as a partner and in all other roles that I hold. So... I want to say a few things about how this may show up in your life, how you may become aware that you have some form of of sexual abuse, or that something that's sitting in your body or in your DNA, uh, if it was passed down to generations, or sometimes it's even collective, you know, because we also collectively uh, have have memories. So very specific thing, a reaction to touch, Uh, a very intense reaction to touch. So uh, you might see that someone is touching you, maybe your partner, maybe someone you really love, and you're like, oh, I cannot bear. Some people are just really allergic to touch. Like they just don't want to be touched. They say, I don't like to be touched. That's always a sign that something is hit at the level of the heart because touch is a sense organ of the heart. So, touch, yeah, that, that sense of touch when we are touched, it's really our hands, extension of our arms, extension of our hearts. So, this reaction or relationship with touch, yeah, that it may indicate so that, that there is something unhealed, something that, that needs to be moved. When you see or hear about other people's abuse, your reaction to what I'm sharing right now, if there is like a strong reaction and something is really contracting inside of you, I invite you to breathe into it. Breathe into it. Just notice where there is a contraction. Maybe there's a contraction in the heart. Maybe there's a contraction in the pelvis. So just place your hands there and breathe into it. Because it's always a trauma. Um, How trauma shows up is with a breath, first of all. We can always see... On our breath, when the breath is very shallow, just like like this and fast, this is always like we are just not allowing ourselves full full spectrum of experience. And the invitation is to breathe deeper, yeah, breathe deeper, and uh, be here, be here, breathe deeper. Know that it's okay. Know that whatever is coming up, it's okay, and it can move and it will if you let it. When you just don't feel open sexually. When you're not experiencing orgasms, when you're not experiencing like full orgasms, and that also is typically a result of some kind of wounding. And also, when I say wounding, like you may visualize like something really violent and intense. Usually, it's much more subtle. Exactly what I am sharing right now and what I'm going through right now, I also know that that's the reason why so many people never go into deep work. Because it is so scary. What can open up? I heard so many times from my client, they're like, I feel like I'm opening a Pandora's box and I I don't know if I want to see what's inside. And I get it. And I get it. And I get it. And yet, here I am. I want this live, if it serves anything, to first of all serve the permission and the reminder and the promise that it is safe. It is safe to go there. You're not going to break into pieces, although it will feel like it sometimes. I literally felt like something cracked inside of me. And it's like, especially in those days when I just kept crying and crying, it's like, wow, like, I feel like everything cracked and I don't know who I am. I don't know where to find myself. And this happened so many times in my life, so many times. Sometimes it lasted just a few days. Other times, it was just like complete crash of personality. And I can tell you that it is okay. Really, it is okay. And it is essential because as long as we are holding on to the old things, we won't heal them. And as long as we are holding on to the old, we are not fully available to our potential, to our greatness. It's like we are hiding. You know, for me, although it hurts, But also, I am celebrating, really celebrating. I'm not celebrating with balloons and and champagne and and disco dancing. (laughs) I'm celebrating with a sense of like, wow, I am ready for this. I am ready for this. I am ready for this because I know I came here for something so extraordinary. I've only touched the tip of, of that iceberg. I know I came here to reveal myself way beyond what I've ever known myself to be. And it's already happening. And every month, every week, I see myself coming out more. I get to know myself in ways I've never known myself. And I know there is so much more. And so when those cracks happen, I celebrate internally. I feel this joy and I know that I am so held. Not only by all the support that I've created for myself, and that, that how I brought so much infrastructure that really holds me at all times, with my mentors, with my systems, with my business, with with my lifestyle, but also I know that I am held by by my angels, by my spiritual guides, by by the subtle beings that are always surrounding me. And every time I close my eyes and I just drop into that crack, I feel basked in so much love. And I know that in that love there is this celebration and there is a sense of like, you are on the path you are doing the work, you are cleansing what is no longer serving so that you can show up and be even purer instrument for what you came here to do. To be even purer channel and especially now happening in the period of the launch of what I believe will be my greatest program. I have to be so pure. I have to be the best version of me to be able to really deliver that. And that's why it's happening. And I'm leading myself through it, and I know that I'm not doing it only for me. I'm also doing it for you. I'm doing it for humanity. It is truly for the highest good of all, because when one of us heals, we all heal on a certain level, because we are completely interconnected at all times. Uh, All the things that I I named before, like how sexual trauma may show up in your life or like if you don't remember, what could be the symptoms that may be taking you there? Some of them are more subtle, yeah? like, like it's been in my case, because I consider myself a fairly sexually liberated human being, and I've written books about it and created courses based on my experience, and it has helped and transformed so many people all over the world, and yet I found myself in a deeper layer of that. And I don't know if I completed that phrase. <laughs> I know I started it earlier. But the fact that we imagine that sexual wounding will be like a violent abuse, but it's not always the case. Sometimes sexual wounding happens in the most loving relationships. It may be just inappropriate touch. It may be just saying yes to sexuality when you're not fully yes to it. This happens to pretty much 100% of women, we have all have been through that where we felt that we've overridden our body, where we said yes to penetration when the body was saying no. And we just didn't listen to the body because we didn't have the skills to listen to the body. So that also will create a sexual wound. And so what exactly happened to us in childhood if we don't remember that Like, like it is? In my case, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was something fairly innocent and that even today I would look at it and I would say well this is not a big deal maybe just someone touched me or squeezed me in some way which really was not right for me as a child so that also just to bring a bigger context to what a sexual wounding may look like how to hold ourselves through it I want to again make make this a point like what to do when it comes up because typically we feel so alone and as I shared earlier earlier when I started speaking about this, people have been messaging me like secretly, discreetly. It's just, you know, very kind of quiet. Like I think something like this happened to me or I've experienced something similar. And it's like quietly like whispering because it is so shameful for so many of us to speak about this. And that's why there's such a loud silence around sexuality and a lot around sexual wounding on the planet because it comes with so much shame because it is so typical to believe that there is something wrong with us because we've been through that or feel guilty for the pleasure that may have been there or feel guilty for the reaction that we had or in a like, lack of reaction or feeling guilty for like well, I, I am more evolved than that. I should have known better and reacted better than that. I shouldn't have been quiet. I should have expressed. I should have voiced. Yeah, so there is a lot of guilt and shame that covers such vulnerable, such raw parts of our humanness that have to do with our sexuality. And yeah, so there's this thick layer of silence. And I do feel it's really important to break that silence. And so how... How do we heal? Because we do. Yeah. We do heal. And we heal when we stop holding on. We heal when we stop holding on. We heal when we surrender. We heal when we really get to integrate. And it's not just a journey of like, okay, I I forgive. Okay, I heard I need to forgive, so okay, I forgive. No, it doesn't work like that. There is a process. And there is a whole process, there are several steps to that process of healing that first there needs to be an acknowledgement, first there needs to be like really naming what happened and how it feels, and even if we don't remember what happened, but still we can name how it feels, then we can go into like really deeply, deeply into sensing that and to feeling where in the body it is held and to releasing it from different parts of the body, then we can go into the integration and acceptance and only then forgiveness happens. So that's, that's the work. That's, that's a very, very essential work. And I've because of this experience, I've added it to awakened heart. To awakened heart, actually, because of this, I did push it by a week. I didn't need to start a week later, but I added a whole, whole big part of the program, which will be all around liberation, erotic liberation. And there we will be doing actually work on healing, on healing, on integrating, on, on really making those cracks into gifts through which then our light really shines. And it doesn't just happen like the moment you have a crack, the moment something shocks you, something shakes you, that that's, that's when you access your greatness. No, there has to be an alchemy. There has to be an alchemy. Even if you are not doing awakened heart or you're not doing this work in your way, first thing to do is to breathe. First thing to do is to remember to bring yourself to breath in any of those situations when it may come up through the touch, through the hearing, through the identification with someone else's experience. I remember once reading a book, a brilliant book, by the way, by Christian Northrop, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. I remember reading this book like 15 years ago and really like just reading about women's issues around their productive system and just bursting into tears, bursting into tears and not knowing why. Yeah, and it was hitting something inside of me. Yeah, something that I felt so deeply in our collective feminine field, in my ancestry, how misused our bodies have been. How we haven't honoured our bodies for the magical gifts that they are. How we haven't understood our bodies. How we keep trying to force ourselves into the constructs of our minds. How we get to trust our minds so much more than our bodies. Where the bodies know the truth. The body remembers what the mind forgets. Therefore, we have to trust the body. And so many times in my life, my body just gave me this intuition of like, I feel this is right. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And yet my mind didn't have the confirmation of like, okay, you feel it, but what are the facts? So many times it happened. And sometimes I've chosen the mind and then I had to look back and go like, oh my gosh, but I knew it. I knew it. My body told me. And other times I listened to the body and I trusted the body and and I've surrendered into the divine grace to lead me, to guide me, to open the way for me. That's what happens in surrender. So, uh, yeah, breath, really breath. Like, the breath is just such a key. Breathe into the pain, breathe into the contraction, breathe into the numbness, breathe into the disgust, breathe into the shame, breathe into the guilt, breathe into all of that and and be gentle with yourself. Let that breath be the caress of gentleness of your heart and the caress, receive the caress of angels that are holding you all the time. Through your breath, receive that caress. And then, uh, yeah, other things like what I did, as I shared, yeah, I restructured things in my business. I created more spaciousness that my business allows me to do. I rescheduled some some calls, some things that I had to do. I I spent half a day in spa. I went for sound healing. I saw a body therapist. I scheduled calls with my Therapists, I talk to my friends, I talk to my mastermind i've I've been held like and I've been actively doing that because what also happens to us is that through those trauma resurfacing, we tend to isolate ourselves, and that's the opposite of what we should do yeah it's and it's so easy to feel like oh i shouldn't go to party, I shouldn't go to be with my friends because I'm feeling so low, but that's exactly the old paradigm mentality yeah in in this surrendered paradigm in this hard forward paradigm we have to show up exactly when we feel like so low and it's like oh my god i feel so low i will spoil everybody's party that's when you have to show up and really speak up for yourself and what really enables that is your inner masculine and all those those pieces that I named, like, where I was holding myself and I was breathing and I was looking, asking myself, what is there to be grateful for? And I was, like, guiding myself besides, like, my partner was there, but still I had to do it for myself. It's really, like, it's our internal job. And then to create that infrastructure on myself, it's all happen from my inner masculine. So that's also the work that, that is essential and is also such an essential part of my work. And most of the things I do, we are focusing on maturing the inner masculine, the one that holds us at all times, no matter what. And that's the one who will then tell you or like hold you as you are so cracked open and then you're still showing up in front of your community, in front of your friends, in front of people that can help you and can hold you. That's been an unusual unusual share but i'm very happy to to be in this way with you i hope it's been beneficial for you i want to speak about the awakened heart program that's coming up and i want to address some changes (laughs) that became a part of this program because of what i am experiencing so i'm gonna go into that and um, i feel it's gonna be massive I feel it's going to be huge because through this initiation that I am going through, I know I am being prepared to hold space for something magnificent. So um, it's going to be six weeks instead of three. (laughs) And I really included myself, my experience, and what I am about to go into into the program. So I am going to include um, my. Own silent meditation retreat, so I'm gonna go into ten days of silence, and I am going to make that a part of the program. Because when I am in silence and I'm meditating, I'm not doing anything. I'm not using electronics. I'm I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just eight hours a day meditating. That's when I access really, really high states of consciousness. And in awakened heart, I'm doing something I've never done for a group before. I am going to channel activations from my state, from my my retreat, from, from my internalized state. And it's going to be in the part of our journey which will be a preparation for ascension. So we will have three major parts of the journey together. First one will be liberation. Yeah, and that's exactly the product of what I'm going through right now. And I see how essential it is for us. How essential it is for us to really liberate the bodies from old wounds that we may be carrying for ourselves or for our families or for the collective. So we are going to do some real deal healing, like erotic healing, sexual healing in in such a loving space. And... I've been doing this work for so many years and I create extremely safe spaces for that. And in this case, you're also going to be doing it from the comfort of your home. So you will also, and I will also teach you and, and make it a part of the program how to also make in a supportive environment for that. So there'll be a lot of gorgeous, gorgeous work on healing, on liberating anything that's trapped so that we prepare the space for the next phase. And the next phase will be activation. In the activation phase, we are going to really activate and invigorate the erotic body so that it really shines, so that it really becomes um, vital and invigorated and radiant, so that it can really hold the light of your being that you will get to experience in the third phase which is the ascension. So then in the second phase, also there will be a lot of movement, a lot of feminine movement, a lot of dance, a lot of activation of the erotic body, which is really my special source, but also work on the inner masculine. We'll have like a whole process on working on the inner masculine as also I will be going into my retreat, which is all about deepening into my own masculine And also into my my eternal, infinite self. But also there, yeah, we will create a a very strong foundation of this masculine that never goes away, no matter what. The one who is there for you in the most challenging moments of your life when everything seems to be cracked and, and you don't know who you are anymore. Exactly what we get to experience when big wounds are coming to surface. It's going to be part of the program. That we will be stabilizing into this one. We will be empowering this one. This is eternal presence, this unshakable, eternal presence that you always, always can lean back into. And then we will go into the ascension work. And this is, yeah, this is my favorite part. And uh, this is where you get to remember the bliss that you are. And uh, return to the cosmic orgasm which happens ever more powerfully through erotic activation through sexual activation yeah where we re- directly use our sexual energy in order to activate the most refined subtle spiritual uh, aspects of our being so that's roughly the journey and we'll have 6 weeks in and only two calls up to two calls a week because we we'll also have a week without calls at all so that you have a lot of space for integration and stabilization in your inner masculine you will have guided processes that will you will keep repeating and that will support you like in the mornings when you get, a, get up from bed there will be processes that you will just get to use whenever you want to stabilize your inner masculine like there will be like it's it's going to be packed with gifts for you besides All of that, you get to keep it for a lifetime, which is not something that I do a lot. But this program, I feel like it's going to be a lifetime journey, actually. So you will get to keep it for a whole lifetime. You'll be able to plug into it whenever you want. And all the bonuses that I will give to you on top of that, you will also get to keep for a lifetime. And besides all that, we will also have something extra which I also haven't done for any group before we will have our own chat through a messenger through telegram we'll have our telegram chat where like there will be a lot more activity and connection with others because we need we need to be close together as we're journeying through it and um, you also have opportunities to create small groups of people because for some people you may not always want to be in a big group, you may want to be also in a small group, so we'll also create smaller groups. So, exquisite journey ahead of us. Voila! So, if you have any questions welcome to DM me and I look forward to seeing you on the internet. And uh, live next live immersion is happening next May in uh, Costa Rica and it will not only a live immersion but there will be a part that we we first have a month online then we're meeting for a week in person and then we have two weeks online so it's going to be a whole big journey next May but this program that I'm running now it's going to be very close in terms of potency to what happens in our in-person events so it's available now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for also holding me in what I'm going through that's really deeply meaningful for me. Love you beautiful people. Ciao, ciao.